Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Uh, one of the headlines today was uh, all about the rollback of Ontario's sex ed curriculum because it was uh, front and center in a Toronto courtroom today where two groups, the Elementary Teachers Federation and the Canadian Civil Liberties Association went to court to argue and try to quash the Ford government's repeal of the 2015, uh, the, the newer of the curriculums, arguing it puts kids at risk. Michael Bryant, who was there on behalf of the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, went as far as to say this. The only reason that they're being excluded is because the government thinks that that content is age inappropriate, and that's just homophobic. That's not homophobic. That's a bit of a stretch there. I know a lot of parents, uh, myself included, who have concerns about teaching gender fluidity too young. That does not make one homophobic. It makes one against social engineering. But here is what the teachers union argues, Sam Hammond. And the government has completely dismissed all of their evidence. Why? Because their evidence overwhelmingly demonstrates that the current curriculum is grossly inadequate in meeting the needs of today's students. And it exposes students to increased risk of harm. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a really hard time taking this whole issue seriously when I hear silliness like that because... I didn't hear a damn word out of these unions for 15 years. Not a word. And all of a sudden it's a panic, hysteria, but nonetheless. Uh, So I don't know how the judges will rule on this case, but the curriculum is very much the provincial jurisdiction. So my gut says this case will be tossed. But, you know, these days, you just never know how a a ruling is going to go. Uh, But nonetheless, let's bring in the Minister of Education on this, Lisa Thompson. Minister, was it a mistake to, you know, take back the curriculum and put the the old one back in place? Is that, in hindsight, was that a mistake? Do you know what? I feel very good about where we are right now in following through and doing exactly what we said we were going to do. Right from day one, our government had two goals when it comes to this particular situation. We wanted to demonstrate respect for parents while ensuring our students had a safe and supportive classroom environment for which they would be prepared for the future in terms of careers and the paths they choose to take. Michael Bryant, one of the um, uh, applicants of of today's uh, challenge, stated that this was obviously homophobic. Your reaction to that? I absolutely, with all due respect, disagree. This is about getting a very important aspect of the health and physical education curriculum right. And we can do that by ensuring that we have reached out and provided proper avenues for parents, teachers, students, and concerned citizens an opportunity to have their voice heard because During last year's campaign and prior to that, we heard loud and clear 
that people were fed up with the former Liberal government because they never listened to them. And now we have had over 72,000 people, over 72,000 engagements in the last fall, in the last months of the year, in terms of 2018, and the, and the consultation that we embarked upon, and the data, and the sincerity, the positions, the, the perspectives that were shared are incredibly rich, and they're going to get us on a path that, when I say they, the people who participated are going to get us onto a path whereby we are going to get it right once and for all. Was there a major theme that stuck out to you, uh, an area of the curriculum that uh, is an obvious need for change? Well, you know, it's interesting. First and foremost, uh, we heard loud and clear that curriculum needs to be responsive and that we need to be reaching out and doing a pulse check on a regular basis so that we are ensuring that what is being shared in the classroom is appropriate and preparing our young people for the realities of the day. We heard that loud and clear, and people really appreciated the opportunity to have their voice heard. In terms of what we can do better and what we can build on is making sure that everything we do from the health and physical education perspective is age-appropriate. That came through loud and clear. The ETFO arguing uh, this morning that it's not the curriculum and the fact that it was replaced, but really how, and that it was the Premier's uh, threat to teachers that really constrains them. Do you believe that the Premier's comments made it more challenging, or um, do you get the sense that they're just trying to find any way to push this through? Well, what I would share with you is that the Premier, the Cabinet, and our entire government stand with parents and teachers when we recognize we have some of the best people in the classroom in the world right now working with our young people. And we trust, we have the confidence in our teachers that they'll uphold their professional judgment when it comes to discussing the issues that the young people in their class need to have addressed. The teachers in the classroom know they have an opportunity to make sure that their students are getting the best direction and have a safe, supportive environment in which they can talk about the things that are near and dear to them based on the realities of today. And another example would be, Alex, in 2015, cannabis was not legalized. We have to make sure that our classroom environments are preparing our young people for the realities of cannabis being legal these days. So is that also going in the new curriculum? It wouldn't go in the sex ed curriculum. Is that being added to the curriculum? Well, yes. Actually, in, in the overall health and physical education curriculum, there's three mm-hmm. strands, active right. living, movement competence, and healthy living. And so with regards to healthy living, I think we owe it to our parents and our students to ensure that within the learning environment in the classroom, the teachers have the material available to them to talk about the realities of the day, be it the legalization of cannabis, um, alcohol abuse, the list could go on. 
What about the teacher um, discipline? Have any teachers been disciplined uh, for not teaching the current curriculum? And has your government given enough leeway that they can teach cyberbullying and all the things that are of, of major concern uh, to those making the complaints? Again, I have every confidence in the world in the teachers that we have in our classroom right now. And uh, I would suggest to you the curriculum that's currently being used also has enough flexibility to to discuss the realities of the day, be it cyberbullying, be it self-image, the list could go on and on. And I know that Ontario teachers want to make sure that our students are being prepared for the realities of today, and they're doing just that. And, and just before I let you go, Minister, because I know you've got to get going, uh, any chance that the new curriculum will be replaced before the fall of next year? Well, actually, we're absolutely sticking to our timeline. We thank everyone, the 70, over 72,000 people that chose to be engaged in our consultation. And through the winter months now in 2019, we'll be drafting up the new curriculum. We'll be testing it through the spring, and we'll be prepared to be releasing it in time for the fall of 2019. Minister, I appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time, Alex. That is uh, Education Minister Lisa Thompson joining us uh, to discuss the ruling. They will be in court tomorrow, the government arguing their side of this uh, thing. Don't know when they'll rule on it, but uh, it's one of those things that they can either say, yeah, no, this doesn't fall under a jurisdiction, or we'll think about it. But if it goes by the legal way, then, and the way I remember how courts worked, I, I don't think this has any... I don't think the case has any legs to stand on because, again, the curriculum is the province's and it does not tell you, you know, the, it's not covered under the charter as to what you teach and what subjects. And to suggest it's homophobia is that 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 is the kind of stuff that we're getting into now. The accusations, um, you know, the, the identity politics that is dividing everyone today. It shouldn't be like that. It is not fair to condemn every parent because they express concerns you know, about what their kids are learning and what age. I'm sorry. It, it's, you know, to call everyone homophobic is just, it's an irresponsible way and it shuts down debate. And that's dangerous. We've got too much of that happening uh, today. So we'll see what happens with this. Uh, but nonetheless, the world will unfold as it should. And I, I'm pretty confident we'll get a curriculum that looks much the same, maybe a bit of age difference in the fall. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.